Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Science, technology and environment conversations. Let's kickstart our conversations uh, that we are going to have around our environment and science. We are talking electricity tariff hikes and um, that have given another blow, not only to us as consumers only, but also to the agri-sector facing um, huge increases in tax and also in wage bills. So this is a conversation that I think you and I, A-Tima, would be able to engage on. Let's talk about it on 011-714-2006. Alternatively, WhatsApp 614 SMSs go to 41391. Let's welcome our first guest, Kulani Siweya, who is the Chief Economist at AgriSA. Kulani, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Good evening, Patricia. Thank you for having me. What a tough season we are facing. What a tough time we are facing as uh, South Africans. But I think I'd like you to paint the picture for us from an agricultural sector point of view. Yeah, thank you, Patricia. So as you rightfully pointed out, we are in a very tough uh, environment that you're operating in. where We're seeing a whole lot of costs uh, escalating at a very rapid rate. And this is also so for the agricultural sector in particular. Uh, you will remember that uh, just a couple of days ago, the National Energy Regulator of South Africa granted ESCO a 9.61% increase on electricity tariff hikes. Now, just to contextualize that for the agricultural sector, the sector is very uh, irrigation reliant and energy intensive, particularly when you consider the horticulture, um, livestock, as well as the, um, the, the grains markets. Currently, as it stands, uh, the sector is currently spending about $146 billion on intermediate goods and services, of which 7 to $10 billion is accounted for electricity. Now, all of this comes at a time when not just electricity is going up, but you're also having other costs like excise duties, uh, national minimum wage, petrol prices, which we're all crying about, and various other input costs are all raising. So it just puts a strain on, on, on the pocket of the farmer himself. And it is a strain that I think the farmers are going to feel very much, but obviously it might end up translating into increases on uh, products that we get from the agri-sector. And this is going to hit consumers even further because we are reliant for our food from the agri-sector. So what can we expect in terms of uh, increases when it comes to fresh produce, our meat, our dairy and the likes? Yeah, definitely, Patricia. So I think the one thing that's worth noting is that the farmers themselves don't necessarily pass on the cost onto the consumers from the farm gate, but increases that we most likely are going to see will be as a result of the particular retailers putting up a markup on the particular goods that they'll be selling from the agricultural sector. And this is based on not just electricity costs, but the fuel costs that we uh, mentioned earlier on. And uh, the one concern that this has is that it's an inflationary uh, impact. We'll probably see inflation rising, as, as we have seen in the last couple of uh, months as well. And this will ultimately also translate to maybe a higher interest rates as well for the Reserve Bank to try to contain inflation. And uh, given the, the dire, well, the strain that the purses of the consumer is feeling, it's probably going to uh, have more uh, pressure on that. Okay, so you and I, A-Tima, are either uh, 
consuming things from the agri sector or we work in it or both. I want to hear from you as an A-team or what are some of your concerns around these uh, tariff increases and also the increase when it comes to the wage bill and how it will affect uh, farm workers. I know there's a positive side to it, but obviously the farmers are not uh, going to, um, you know, see much positivity in it because it's going to be taking from them. So let's hear from you as an A-team. You can WhatsApp your point of view or even uh, give us an SMS on uh, SMSs on four one three nine one WhatsApps on zero six one four one zero four one zero seven and you can call in on zero one one seven one four two double zero six. We are in a conversation with Chief Economist at Agri SA Kulane Siweya. Now here's a, a WhatsApp that came in and it simply says a snowball chain reaction. And I understand because the value chain um, that comes from a- the agri sector is quite a huge value chain and its entirety is going to be affected. Kulani, are you going to be interacting or have you already perhaps interacted with um, farmers, especially around the wage bills that have come up and the increases there and heard what their sentiment is? Can they afford it? Will they be able to comply or will this then mean that they uh, reduce the number of uh, farm workers? Yeah, Patricia, so we definitely uh, in constant engagement with the farmers themselves, but also various other stakeholders like government on this. Um, but the sentiment from the ground from the farmers themselves is uh, quite mixed, I won't lie. The one aspect of it is that the farmers themselves want to comply and understand the rationale around national minimum wage. However, given that there's so many costs that cumulatively just uh, put a strain on their particular purses and, and, and pockets, it becomes then difficult for them. Remember earlier on, I did mention that for the farmers themselves, they they don't necessarily pass on the cost onto the consumers. So they are then left in a position where they need to also consider about uh, their businesses as to how they remain viable in this regard. And I think what's also stark about the situation itself is that if you consider the agricultural sector in South Africa and you compare that to our counterparts internationally, um, the sector doesn't receive or receives little to no uh, direct support from government. Thus, uh, competitiveness, sustainability, and viability becomes then a question and there's a concern in that regard. But the farmers themselves are also quite upbeat because there's also higher commodity prices that we've been experiencing for the last couple of years, two years to be quite exact. Now, that has somewhat softened the blow for them, has insulated them from the impact, but we do not know how long this uh, run will go out for and um, whether or not it will be there in the short to medium term. I'd like us to go to a quick break and we'll be back. A-team, as we are talking about, uh, you know, the issue that electricity tariffs and uh, um, you know, taxes and also wage bills have increased. And this is hitting hard at the agri-sector. Our guest is Kulani Siweya, who's chief economist at Agri-SA. Let's talk about this, the impact that uh, these increases are going to have on us as consumers and uh, on those in the agribusiness, especially if you are um, working or run your business in agri-sector. Uh, Please do let us know. 11 uh, You can also SMS 41 Three nine one. Alternatively, WhatsApp is zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. Late night conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, ten p.m. till midnight. Science, technology, and environment conversations. 
We are still in conversation with the chief economist at AgriSA, Kulani Siweya, uh, talking about uh, the, the sharp increases that are happening, I think, all around from electricity tariffs to taxes to wage bills that are going to be affecting um, the agri sector. And uh, you as an A-team are more than welcome to interact with us. Ask your questions or give us your comments. On the line, we've got an A-team, Aisha. Good evening, Aisha. Good evening. Patricia, and good evening to your guest. I would like to know by him why the, the, the food prices is linked to the dollar, one. Two, I would like to know by him, since we are a food-producing country, and this comes from our land, why is it not? that we have a cheaper price for the foodstuffs for South African citizens. Does he not think that he should start looking at revamping this system? All right. Uh, Aisha, stay on the line for me so that uh, if Kulani has uh, comeback questions or uh, wants more clarity, you are available. Kulani, please uh, do respond. All right. Thank you for the question, Aisha. So um, the reason why, as a food producing country we see that food prices become expensive for us as locals is that unfortunately we do not produce enough fuel internally as a country we buy our fuel now just to maybe uh, give you more clarity uh, the two main drivers for fuel prices is international oil prices as well as the exchange rate so currently we are seeing the situation playing out between Russia and Ukraine and we've seen that the Brent crude oil which is the oil that is used to and refined to make our petrol and diesel, uh, has been increasing. Now, because we are the buyer of that particular pe- petrol, because of that, a price going high, it then becomes expensive for us. So what then happens is that the retailers themselves put a markup on that pa- uh, particular purchase because now it has become expensive for them to transport the goods and services from, well, the goods from the farms onto the, uh, to the shelves. So... The, 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 the increase in food prices, not necessarily from uh, internal situations or, or impacts, but it's more on an international front. But also, um, for the last two years, another issue, thing that has contributed to the higher food prices has been global commodity prices, in particular uh, grains where there's been a supply constraint from an international market. So because of that, the prices have been higher, and that has had a spillover effect onto uh, our local market. So unfortunately, it's all external and uh, international uh, factors that are uh, contributing or driving the local food prices. No, 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 no. Let me understand. Uh, uh, what did you say? It is the price of fuel, petrol, that is, diesel. That is one of the prices. Yeah, one of the factors that is contributing to the higher prices we see. Okay, and now. Oh, because they must pay more for the fuel to to transport the food. Precisely. And, and, and the second reason, so if we produce our own fuel, then the food prices can drop. If we're producing our own fuel, if we're producing our own fuel and it was sufficient to meet the demand, we'd be able to buy fuel at a lower price from our local producers, and that would then mean that our food prices wouldn't necessarily be expensive. But because we are buying our fuel from international markets, if a pick and pay mm. now wants to transport one truck of potatoes from whichever part of the country to maybe a central point in Johannesburg, 
that has then become expensive for them. So in order for them to make up for that particular cost, they've had to increase their prices on the consumer. It's not necessarily because they're buying it at an expensive rate from the farmer themselves. And 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 the second reason was? Uh, it's because of higher commodity prices that we've seen internationally. So I'll give you an example. Current, uh, since 2020, there's been a, an issue with uh, wheat as well as maize from a global front, particularly in Brazil mm-hmm. as well as America, which are the driving forces around the prices. Now, given so that why can't short... we produce everything that we need here? <laughs> yeah, there's many factors that contribute to that. You know, there's the climate, but uh, I mean, if I'm speaking about the grains, we're producing enough food for South Africa. We're very, we're a very uh, food secure nation. We're producing enough food to meet the demand. But because of external uh, factors, like as I mentioned, like the American and Brazil prices, you're then finding that there are buyers from elsewhere buying our food at a higher rate because they're trying to compete with the uh, international prices. Aisha, I hope all your questions have been answered. I know it's a very difficult one, this. Um, and uh, Kulane, it's also a, a dicey time for you as an economist. I mean, what is the economic forecast for the, for the agri-sector? Well, from a production point of view, uh, we are quite uh, comfortable with the, the, the outlook. Uh, we did see some rains that happened uh, in the latter parts of last year as well as earlier this year that did cause a bit of damage for the staple foods like grains and wheat, uh, well, for grains particularly. But we're still waiting just to see uh, from the data as to what the yields will be on the, uh, the, the, the area that's been planted so far. But we're not really concerned in that regard. So from a production side of things, things are looking are looking quite comfortable. They shouldn't add on to the current strains and, and, and shortages that we've seen internationally. However, but uh, as I mentioned earlier on, we're at the mercy of global uh, dynamics like the current situation with, the, uh, with Russia and UK. There's shortages in certain commodities as well as higher fuel prices. Those could uh, put uh, or they do introduce a risk element into the into the uh, into the horizon, and that could uh, set us on a on a backward uh, trajectory in terms of prices. Is there any uh, help that we can anticipate from government anytime soon, or uh, are we expecting things to just get uh, steeper and steeper? I mean, we see what's going on internationally, and that mm-hmm. might also bring some more increases for us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, unfortunately, there's no silver lining in the short term. However, you do see the posture from government in certain engagements that they are concerned and looking at various ways of uh, insulating and softening the blow on the consumer. Um, the Minister of Finance himself did mention that when it comes to fuel prices, uh, all those uh, factors that contribute to the final price that we pay at retail level uh, are really saturated and there's, uh, there's a room for either of those, some of them being either uh, lowered or taken away entirely. So we as ABSA are in constant engagement uh, with government themselves to kind to try finding those kind of solutions in order to make sure that there's a conducive environment for for everyone to, to operate in. Since there's no silver lining in uh, these clouds as yet, and we are looking at uh, quite a tight belt around uh, the agricultural sector, uh, there's a lot of people who are vying towards agriculture, right, as, as a source of income and business and so on. Should they still feel encouraged to get into the sector despite all these uh, high increases that they are going to be facing? 
Yeah, well, the one thing that's that's quite uh, encouraging about the South African agricultural sector is just how resilient and agile it is. I mean, if you look at just now with the COVID situation, uh, in 2020, sec, uh, second quarter, the agricultural sector was the only positive contributor to GDP. In fact, it has performed quite well and we've seen record uh, trade uh, numbers, we've seen record uh, planting and, and yields that have been realized by the farmers themselves. So in as much as it's a very tough environment that the sector is operating, it has proven itself to be quite resilient, given the experience that is there, the, the technology and the farming practices that has been used by many of the farmers themselves. So it is still a viable and uh, robust uh, sector to, to get involved in uh, for many people. Well, on that note, I'd like to thank you so much, Kulani, for joining us this evening. And I'm hoping that we'll touch base again to just look at um, what's happening on the ground within the agricultural sector. And hopefully next time you'll bring along with you some of your other colleagues who are actually going out. You look at the money, you look at the rands and cents, and you look at, you know, the projections and the forecasts. But those on the ground are those who can actually tell us what's the hardcore experience. And I'm hoping next time we engage, we'll be able to get into that discussion. Thank you so much, Patricia. Thank you very much. So um, before I close off on this conversation, an A-team has sent this particular uh, WhatsApp saying, um, yeah, no, uh, we are, it says inflation is an inflammation of creation of hikes that benefits those who befit from corruption. Uh, so clearly we are all looking at what's going on and our eyes are just glued to it. It's, it's quite a difficult one, but it's one that we have to face with our chins up as South Africans.